Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I am Leanne, your host of Life After Plus One podcast. I'm here today to talk everything dating. Okay, well, maybe not everything, but we're going to talk about the little few little do's and don'ts and a little bit of dating etiquette. Now, I know for some that this can be quite an overwhelming and scary topic. Some people are at the stage where they're just like, fuck it, I can't be bothered anymore. I may as well just sit at home with my bottle of wine and my Netflix. And then you've got others that have probably been in a lengthy marriage and maybe that's just broken down. They're like, holy shit, I've got no idea what to do or where to start. Because let's be honest, I've seen my fair share of guys on online dating saying, I've no idea what I'm doing. Well, what the fuck? What am I, your guinea pig? And why don't you know what you're doing? You're just talking to another human being. Is that rocket science? No, people, it's not. You're talking to a person, so it's not that scary. At the end of the day, you could meet a friend, you could meet your partner, you could meet a fuckwit. But have fun with it, because it can be fun. You know, you can meet your your toads, your idiots, you can meet some really lovely people, but, you know, you're not going to find that special someone by just sitting at home, vegging out and being all negative Nancy going, fuck it, I can't be bothered. So, you know what? If you want to meet that someone, you've got to put in a bit of effort. So, today we're going to talk about a bit of the effort that you should be putting in. Okay, well, maybe not about the effort, but about some of the things you should be doing maybe some things that shouldn't be done when you're meeting someone for the first time and just a little bit of dating etiquette. So I think straight off the bat, the best advice I can give when you're just putting your toes back in the water again and you're just getting a feel for it all, the best advice I can give is just be you. Be you. Don't try to be anyone else. Don't try dress different. Don't try you know, talk about topics that you've got zero interest in or don't go to restaurants that you just normally wouldn't go to and like you hate Italian food, but you're like, hey, let's go get Italian. Like, why would you do that? Just, you know, do something that's authentic to you. And in a way, treat it like you're with a buddy or with like with your mates. So, you know, would you get scared to talk to a friend or would you get scared to go out with a friend for dinner or for drinks? You know, so just Treat it in that way. You're going out, meeting a potential friend, and you're going to go from there. So along with being authentic is just to not overanalyze it. You know, don't look into it and go, oh, my God, she might not like me. Or, oh, my God, he might not like this. Or who gives a shit? If they don't like it, then they're not right for you. But you know what? Not everyone is going to be perfect for you. So and I think that's the biggest thing that people need to process. You're not going to go out on a date and meet your Prince Charming or, you know, your princess or whatever you want to call them on the first date. It's not going to happen. And if it does, freaking I love you. Amazing to you. So don't overanalyze it. You know, we're not going to be some everyone's perfect match. And, you know, that's okay. That's okay. You know, and we're not made to be compatible with everyone. That's just the process of dating. You know, we go through this process and eventually we will find the right person. And do you know what? I probably had my period of time where I 
100% overanalyzed. Why didn't he call me? Why didn't he text me? He hasn't messaged me afterwards. Obviously, he didn't like the date. He didn't like me. What did I do wrong? And you know what? I'm at the age now. It's like, I don't hear from him. Fuck it. He's obviously not the one for me. But, um, you know, don't overanalyze it and don't take things too personally. That's probably another big tip. Don't take things too personally. I think everyone's got a, a, a habit of letting their ego get in their way too much. Oh my God, they don't like me. You know, it's not about being liked by everyone. It's being liked by the right person. And that's the biggest thing you need to take out of this. Finding that right person, not just settling and finding anyone to like you. No one wants to settle. Who wants to settle? Because we're all worth more than that. I guarantee you. Which leads me on to my next point is having boundaries and having standards. Okay, we can't just go into the date with, again, that mindset of, oh, I've got to make them like me. You don't got to make anyone like you, but you've got to have your boundaries and you've got to have some sort of standards. You can't just go, oh my God, he's turned up in thongs and he's turned up talking about his mates and his ex and all these other chicks, but that's okay. I'll let that slide. Why? That's not having standards and that's not having boundaries. You've got to have some idea of what you're wanting when you go into a date. You can't just be like, ah, oh, oh, she's a female, it's a guy, he wants to go out with me, so let's give it a go. You've got to have some sort of expectations or know what you're wanting to get out of it. Like just going through an online job platform and going, I just want any job, I don't give a shit what it is, I'm just going to apply for everything. Who does that? You've got some idea of what you want. You know what your experience is or what your skills are, what you like, and then you apply for a job that's relevant to that. I don't want to compare dating to applying for a job, but same sort of thing. When you're going out on a date, you're not just going to go out with every single person hoping that you get one. No, you go out with some sort of standards, some sort of boundaries, some sort of expectations of what you're wanting. And My biggest advice before you even get to that point is to speak on the phone. Sadly, I've actually met or haven't met because of this exact reason, but I have messaged a number of people and they refused to speak on the phone before actually meeting. And I was like, sorry, buddy, that's a no-go zone for me. Refused to meet somebody without speaking on the phone, because that speaks volumes on their character, on who they are, how well you communicate. Anyone can write anything in a text message. Anyone. You know, freaking you've got AI these days, they can probably write it all for you. So speaking to someone on the phone first is, to me, I think it's a massive time saver. I've spoken to people on the phone and then got off and got been like, yeah, nah, that that's not going to work. You know, to me, I prefer doing that. Would you want to go out on a date with someone and then get there and go, oh, shit, I should have had a conversation because this has just wasted my day. Get the feel for the person first. You know, we're all grown adults. There's, if you can't speak to someone on the phone, then how on earth are you going to speak to them in person? So if you're nervous, then maybe this is a great opportunity for you to kind of get through those nerves and get a feel for each other first. And it does tell you a lot about the person when you speak over the phone. And it still, speaking on the phone doesn't always guarantee that they're the right person for you. (laughs) Strangely enough, I've had a three-hour phone conversation with someone and it didn't go further than that. It's just, 
So it doesn't always, you know, having good conversation doesn't always lead to having a good potential partner, but it was a good chat, but there was a few things in that chat that didn't sit well with me. And I'm at that point now, it's like, I'm not settling. I know what I want. And that wasn't it. So having a good phone conversation with someone first is definitely a good place to start. Um, Personally, I think having multiple phone chats first, it kind of, it gives you a good idea of what to expect. And, you know, if you just speak to them once on the phone, then you're meeting the next day. It's nice to have that little bit of a gap from when you speak to them on the phone first to when you actually meet them, because you know what to expect in between in that time frame. Are they someone that constantly calls or texts? Are they someone that just likes to check in with you every now and then? Are they someone that just doesn't communicate at all in between dates? So I think that's a big... Um, I think it is nice to know that beforehand. It's nice to know what kind of communication level they're at. Are they someone that does like to keep in contact with you or tell you how they feel? Or are they just someone that's will only communicate with you when they see you in person? I'm a big talker. So I do like someone that's going to, that's a little bit more present, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, which is through messaging and calling. Now, when it comes time to going on the date, the biggest um, thing I would definitely say is be punctual. Be punctual, have good hygiene, which really that should come across as being standard anyway, but I don't think it is for everyone. Have good hygiene. You know, put a bit of deodorant on, make yourself smell nice, put a bit of effort and be punctual. If you're going to be late, just shoot a text message. Hey, hold up in traffic. Hey, it's taking me longer to do my makeup to look pretty for you. So I'll be about 15 minutes late. You don't have to word it like that, but you know, let the other person know. Don't leave them sitting there thinking that they're being ghosted or the, you know, you're just going to ditch them. Be, you know, respectful of their giving their time for you. Do the same to them. And another tip. Be positive. Be positive. There is nothing worse than going on a date with someone who's just a negative Nancy. No one wants to speak to someone or be out on dinner, on a dinner date with someone that's just like, oh my God, this is disgusting. Oh my God, I don't like this. Oh, fuck. What are you doing here, mate? Go home. Be positive. You know, look at things from the good, like from a, a positive point of view. Um, because, yeah, where does that negative shit get you? Be open-minded and be positive. And also when I say be positive, don't go in there with the expectations or just thinking to yourself, oh, why am I doing this for? This is a waste of my time. Oh, they're not going to like me, blah, 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 blah. Well, if that's your mentality, don't even bother. You know, get your shit sorted first. If you're going into a date thinking this, then you've clearly got some emotional baggage you need to sort out. Go into a date with a positive mind frame thinking, yeah, you know what? This could be a lot of fun or you know what? He, this guy seems like the right person for me. I reckon this could work. And if it doesn't, so be it. But still, go in with that nice positive mind frame and it reflects on the date too. Now, here's a tip of what not to do. Do not talk about your ex on a date and do not talk about your ex as your wife or as your husband. Because trust me, I've seen that done. Massive red flag. See you later, buddy. Never saw you again. And sadly, that's happened more than once. It has. I've had, I've spoken to a few different guys and we've been on the phone and he's like, oh, my wife did this. And I'm like, who? 
And at the end of the day, if that's where they're at, that's fine. But if you're still referring to her as your wife, then what the fuck are you chatting to me for? You sort that shit out and then come let's chat. Mate, I'm not going to be your girlfriend while you're sitting there talking about your wife. So just be cautious of that. Don't go into a date referring to your ex as my husband or my wife. It's massive red flag, massive turn off. That to me shows that you're not over your past relationship and that's where you're at. Leave that there. Then go back into the dating world. Another red flag is the constant bagging out of your ex. Now, I have met a number of guys who are extremely respectful and they haven't said anything negative, which is nice. And she could be the nastiest or he could be the most horrible person ever. That's okay. But you don't need to discuss that on a date well, on a first date or on the first or second date. Maybe later down the track, that's fine. Keep that baggage at home, in the cupboard, in the suitcase. Fuck it off, sort it out, but don't take it out on a date. Now, another little tip I can recommend is don't rush. Don't rush. There's no rush. Like we, most of us, I'm like, fuck, I'm 45. You know what? what? What rush am I in? Like really, according to... I don't know, fuck, what books, you know, the whole white picket fence bullshit thing with two and a half kids. What, I should be married like 20 something years ago, which I was, didn't work out. Here I am. That's okay. But why the fuck do we need to rush for when we're in our 40s or 30s or 50s or however old we are? What is the rush? Now, I need to make mention this. Sorry if you're listening, but I was chatting to a guy once, lovely guy, seemed really nice, but it got to the point where he made a comment to me saying he's got needs, he, you know, he can't just sit around waiting because at this time frame when we were in contact, I had my daughter and just due to circumstances and what was going on, you know, there probably wasn't, I think it was like two weeks or so until I got some kid free time. That was obviously not sufficient in his schedule and he made it clear to me that he's got needs So I'm like, okay, buddy, you go sort out your needs. Are you just chatting to me because you want a fuck friend or you're just in a fucking hurry and you need a girlfriend now? Either way, either of those didn't agree with me and they didn't sit well. So as you can imagine, that conversation didn't go further and I didn't have the energy to meet with him. So what is the rush for? Why? Just take it slow. Enjoy it. Like... Dating is fun. Like I said before, there is no need to rush any part of it. Like, fuck, we're 40-something years old, 30, whatever fuck we are. Have fun. What is the rush? And then also, when you meet someone and you start dating, there's no need to rush that part of it either. Like, going through that whole dating process, it is really nice. That whole butterfly, you know, getting those nice text messages where you get the smile on your face. That's nice. Why rush that? Why rush that to that whole, you know, Brady Bunch family scene where all of a sudden you go on on date number one and two and then he's with you every weekend and he's met the kids and then boom, you're like a married couple already and you, you know, you got the whole family sorted. Why rush into that? Have that fun little dating part where you've got your own life, he's got his life, you can do your own thing, you can meet up at your own certain times and have your nice little dating life. Take it slow and enjoy it. Because I promise you there's no need to rush, especially at our freaking age. Come on. 
Another thing to definitely be cautious of is to be open and upfront about your situation. Now, like I just mentioned in the previous example, where I mentioned old mate where he was in a bit of a hurry, I was extremely open and upfront about my situation, you know, just due to circumstances and um, things that we had on at that time. I hadn't had a kid-free day coming up anytime soon. He didn't agree with that. And that's what I'm saying, be open and upfront about your situation. If you've got your kids 100% of the time, say that. Don't give someone um, unrealistic expectations. Be open and honest from the get-go. Because no one wants to get into a relationship with someone thinking, yep, okay, I'm going to get this time with them. You know, I work this time, she works this time, and we can get this time free. And then the next minute, oh, no, that's not happening because they've got their kids every single weekend, which is fine. That's not a problem because a lot of people are in that situation. But what I'm saying is you need to be open and honest about that from the get-go. Don't mislead someone with false information. Now, when you're going out on a first date and you're wanting to talk about things and you might get excited because you haven't been on a date before and you just blah, 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 like I do, I talk a lot. Some people may think I talk shit, but whatever. We all talk a lot. Well, I do anyway. And then what I'm getting at is avoid oversharing. And sometimes, I don't know, I possibly have been in that little bubble where I talk so much and be like, oh shit, probably shouldn't have said that. So just be cautious of what you're sharing on a first date. You don't want to delve into your all your little past little skeletons in the closet and bring everything out on the first date. And they'll be like, oh, fuck, who's this person? This isn't who I spoke to on the phone. You know, so don't lie or don't keep secrets or but just limit the information about your past or about your private life. You don't have to, you know, spill all the beans straight up. Keep it nice, keep it fun, keep it lighthearted. You know, talk about your situation, talk about your travels and your work and stuff and whatever else, but don't have to pull every little issue that you've been through or my brother's been in jail or this has happened or, you know, someone's always lost the kid. Keep it lighthearted, keep it fun. Don't bring all those little negative and heavy issues out on a first date. Now, another thing, which I kind of touched on this before a little bit about talking about your ex, but slightly different, but slightly the same is don't compare past situations to your current situation, meaning don't compare your ex to your current partner or to the current person that you're dating. There is nothing worse. I Yes, that's another thing I've had happen to me and it's shit. And I've had that happen and I'm like, well, if that's how you feel, off you go, go back. You know, no one wants to be in that situation. No one wants to be compared to anyone. And if they are comparing you to their ex, then clearly they're not over their ex. What the hell are they still dating for? So no comparing, no comparing on a date. You don't need that. And if you're doing that, step back and ask yourself, what the fuck are you doing? Now, This is something I haven't done, but I have seen and heard this happen, which is neglecting your kids when you're dating. Now, for me, I've only got the one and she is always going to be my number one. She, my world is prioritized around her. Some people might not like that, but hey, that's who it, that's how it is. She is my world and I will prioritize everything around her, whether it's my work, my dating, anything at all gets revolved around my daughter and 
I have seen certain situations where people put their kids to the side and we're like, oh, he's asked me on a date. I've got to, I've got to organize something else for them or, you know, never neglect your kids for anyone else. Your kids should always come first. And if you're worried that someone's not going to like you because you have your kids or because, you know, they've got a school concert on so you can't meet up with them or they've got their after school activities. And at the end of the day, if they're not willing to accommodate with your plans or fit into your schedule or understand that you're a parent and you have responsibilities with your kid, then why are you making an effort for them? If they're not making an effort to be flexible with your world, then don't make an effort to be flexible with theirs because it's got to go both ways. So never neglect your kids or put your kids on the back burner for someone else who could only be around for a month or two. And another thing which is something you should be very cautious of when you're starting out dating and it's something I wish I knew maybe five, ten years ago, something which I wish I had someone to tell me of or I could look back and tell my past self again, what the fuck are you doing? Which is don't ignore the red flags. Yep, I've done it. Done it on multiple occasions where you see these red flags on someone and someone says something or someone does something or, you know, they do the whole my wife talk, which is their ex, while they're on a date with you. Or they don't have access to the kids, but they act like they're the best dad in the world. It's like, well, fuck, if you're the best dad in the world, why do you not have access to your kids? What's going on here? Something's not right. Or just anything at all. You know, we all have our things that might trigger us or might be like, well, red flag, ding, ding, ding. When you see it, don't ignore it. Like I said, I've done it on multiple occasions. And I look back and go, fuck, that was stupid of me. But now I know. I know if I see something that I don't like, I will bring it up. I will question it. And if the other person doesn't like me questioning it, then you know straight away, it's a no-go zone. See you later. We're not going to work. I want to be someone with someone that's going to be able to communicate with me. And if I have something that doesn't sit well with me and if I'm going to bring it up and they're not comfortable with me bringing up these little prickly discussions, then it's not meant to be. I need an effective communicator. And if that means talking about red flags, then so be it. And, you know, going back to the whole red flag situation, like I've been on dates where I'm like, oh, you know, he does this, but he's nice. Or, you know, he said this, but, you know, everything else he does was nice. So that's ignoring the red flags. You're seeing things that you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure, but he was nice in this area. Mm, Not sure, but he said this. Don't make excuses for people. If you're like, "Mm," if you're not 100% sure, then don't make excuses for them. But if there is something you're not sure, you don't necessarily have to cut it off straight away. Bring it up. Say, hey, I was a bit unsure about this. What actually happened or what did you mean by that? But definitely don't ignore it. Don't ignore it because I guarantee you'll be the one that gets hurt in the end. Because when you're making excuses for people and you're turning a blind eye and you're acting like these things don't happen, they're there. They're there. And if you don't acknowledge it or if you don't approach it, approach it and you just sweep it under the carpet, they're, they're still there. They're just still lingering, lingering around. And one day it's just going to trigger you And you're going to erupt. Yep. Again, I've done it. So don't make excuses. Because if you see something you don't like at the start, you're not going to like it three months down the track or three years down the track. So bring it up early. 
discuss it, or if it's too much for you, let it go. Move on. Red flags are red flags. So don't ignore them. And I think to wrap this up, I think one of the biggest things that needs to be, people need to put more focus on when it comes to dating is following up. It's not that hard of a thing to do, is it? You know, if you like the date, if you like the guy, if you like the girl, send a text message. Hey, really had fun tonight. Can't wait to see you again. Or, you know, can't wait to catch up again. Something, something that shows that, you know what? Yeah, I did like meeting that person. You know, you don't have to plan a date too straight off the bat, but give them a bit of a heads up. Don't leave someone stewing for like a week or something and go and have them thinking, oh shit, did he like me? Did she like me? I don't know. I haven't heard from them. Well, fuck, message them. Let them know. And if they're not for you, have the balls and let them know about that too. Really loved meeting you, but unfortunately, I don't think we're on the same page. (laughs) Between you and me, I can't tell you how many of those text messages I've sent out lately. Mark, I've sent a lot of those, sorry, I don't think we're on the same page messages. I should just start doing a cut and paste of those. But, you know, I would much rather be straight up and honest with someone and then keep them hanging on with false hope and have them think that they've, you know, something's going to happen when I've seriously got zero interest. Be open and honest. If you like them, tell them. If you don't, really loved meeting you, but unfortunately, I don't think we're on the same page. My favorite line, not on the same page. Don't take my line though. That's my phrase. We're not on the same page. So definitely follow up. Follow up. Let them know where you're at. And, you know, it's common courtesy as well. Common courtesy. So that's just a little bit of fun, little few little tips. It's nothing, you know, really wow or out there, but just a few little things to keep in mind when you're getting back into the dating world, you know, be open-minded and have fun. Don't go in with the expectations of meeting your perfect partner on the first date or the first time meeting someone. Chances of that happening are very rare. It's a process, you know. It's like when you, like I said before, looking for a job, you could go for 10, 15 job interviews. Looking for a house, same sort of thing. You're not necessarily going to find the first one, you you know, get the first one that you find. You're going to look around. Same with a partner, okay? Take your time with it. Have fun with it. And like I said before, don't rush it. And don't forget, don't take things so personally. It's not, it's not always, you know, a dig on someone's ego or dig on someone's character. I mean, some people do get like that. Oh, you're this and that. Because if you let them down and they don't like it, their ego gets hurt, they get all defensive. I've, I've had that happen. Oh, fuck. And it's like, buddy, sort your shit out. Don't take things too personally. You know, like I said before, you're not everyone's perfect match. So, you know, if someone says to you, hey, thanks, but, you know, my good old text message, we're not on the same page. Okay, no worries. But if you want to stay in contact, if you want to grab a drink sometime, let me know. I'd love to love to be friends. You know, I've had people do that, but it never happens. But, you know, I'm open to it. But don't take things personally and have fun. Oh, while I'm on it, I want to mention one other thing, which is when I go out, I have, I send my friends a, um, what do you call it? Like your location. You know how you can share your location on your iPhones? That's something I do. And I... I went on a date once with a guy and I did that and he found out and he got a bit cranky at me, which I thought was quite shitty, actually. That was, again, a red flag. But when I told him, I don't know how it came up, but when he found out that I had shared my location because I was on a date, you know, safety first, I'm a mum, got to, you know, make sure I'm coming home for my daughter. 
he started being a little smart ass and he called his friend and oh I'm on this date and she's done this so I'm just thought I'd call you and let you know oh fuck what is this you know sadly that's the way of the world these days you've got to be a little bit cautious so you know if someone's going to be a jerk about you sharing your location then well that's on them but I do recommend that something that's smart and probably don't share it with them they might get a little bit precious like this guy did um again I have no idea how it even came up in discussion that I'd shared my location but um it's a smart thing to do I think you know if you're going out with someone and you don't know them very well you don't know the place where you're going and you know share your location safety you know be very cautious of what you're getting yourself into because sadly there are a lot of dickheads on online dating and the amount of scammers that you get these days are just probably far exceeding the amount of genuine people out there so you do need to be cautious which again goes down to the reason why I prefer to speak to people on the phone before meeting them because you know I I did speak to someone on the phone once and it ended in two minutes like he was all oh my darling oh my beautiful or this you know in the message I'm like "Mm, something sounds weird about this person so I'm like let's chat literally lasted two minutes and I'm like yeah he's full of shit so look after yourself you know you've got kids to go home to you want to know that you're going to go home in one piece as crazy as that sounds so be smart don't put yourself in any unsafe situation and if you can't share your location then just tell someone where you're going let them know hey I'm going to be here going on a date if you don't hear from me (laughs) I shouldn't say that but you know let someone know look after yourself but I think I want to end this on a positive note not a negative one about safety so maybe we wrap this up by talking about bringing back fun ideas for a first date um you know think outside the square so many people these days don't even want to do the whole first date thing they just want to meet at a park or meet at a beach or grab a coffee it's like fuck where's the first date fun gone that used to be a lot of fun you know think outside the square you don't have to do a fucking boring coffee like I don't know, go play golf, go play a sport, go for a swim. Going on a first date isn't necessarily about spending a shit ton of money. It's about making a fun experience that you're both going to enjoy and you're both going to turn around at the end of it and say, I want to do that again. I want to see this person again. Don't think fucking, you know, hatted restaurants or, you know, fine dining or, you know, Think outside the square. You can have fun without spending a friggin' shit ton of money. Be original and have fun with it. Even a cute little picnic. Go-karting. I did that on a date once. I think it was probably, it wasn't a first date though. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing that. You know, things like that. It's not a shit ton of money, but it's fun. And it's something you will always remember. Like I've been on a, you know, quite a few coffee dates and Half of them I probably don't even remember, but that fucking go-karting experience I will always remember because it's out of the square. It was fun. It was different. So don't be boring. Have fun and make your day fun. If you want to impress someone, put in the effort and I guarantee they will also put in their effort back. And if they don't, then fuck them off. They're not worth the effort. But sadly, it is quite common these days for people to not want to go the whole hog and put in that whole lot of effort on the first date because they're scared that it's not going to work well you know what 
that's the gamble. That's that's the dating world, you know. And I I remember I met a guy once and he said, I told my friends what we were doing and they told me not to go to a restaurant and not to go here in case it doesn't work out. I was like, well, fuck. First of all, you're getting dating advice from fucking single people who clearly have no dating life themselves. And second of all, why don't you fucking decide? You're a grown-ass man. If that's what you want to do, do it. Anyway, we ended up just catching up for drinks, which was nice. But he also bought me a gift. Fuck, that was nice. I've never, I've never had that before. So if you want to impress a woman, buy her a fucking gift on a first date. He was not the best person, but fuck. Bought me a really nice bottle of gin and one of those Palm Beach candles. That was a nice gift. That was quite cool. Didn't see him again. But I made use of that bottle of gin and my Palm Beach candle. So don't be swayed by people who have freaking been butthurt by fucking people in their past and they've gone fucking emotional baggage and like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't. Oh, fuck, it's your date. You're the one that's been speaking to this other person. If you think from what you've been speaking to that they're worth the effort, then do it. Put in the effort. If you're still not sure, you're sitting on the fence, and, oh, they sound nice, but I'm not sure, then do the coffee date. Do a little beach walk meet up or fuck I don't know but don't take fucking outsiders advice on something that they've got no idea on stick to your guns and go with your gut I'm gonna wrap this up I hope you all got something out of this it was a little bit fun so much more about the dating world that we can talk about and there is so much more that I am going to talk about but if there's anything more that you want to hear then shoot me a message jump online I'd love to hear from you all But for now, that's my fun little chat on the dating world. It is fun. Don't make it so scary. Don't overanalyze it and just go with it. Go with your gut. Go have fun and find your perfect partner. They're out there. I promise you. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One.